Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking with Meredith about eating disorders, bringing awareness to this. Are you ready to do this, Meredith? I'm ready. All right. We'll see you guys on the inside. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on the Senior Fitness Podcast with Meredith. We really, really appreciate you being here today. We got a great topic that we're talking about, something very important. Uh, But before we jump into our topic, we just want to put a reminder out there to uh, visit our website when you get a chance, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. That is our home base. That's where we have all of our content, including these podcasts, all of our workouts, which you can search for and filter by as well as our Motivation with Meredith audio series, Mm -hmm. uh, great bite-sized audio segments from Meredith to inspire and motivate. And uh, also check out our uh, YouTube channel, where we do have all of our videos as well. Everything is there. And uh, while you are back on our website, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter, which we, we send out every week. We send out one newsletter a week, and in that newsletter, we have all of our latest content, so you don't miss out on what we have out there. It's our best stuff. And uh, we hope you get a chance to do that. So um, without further ado, we're going Mm -hmm. to jump into today's topic, which is eating disorders, bringing awareness to this. Uh, It's a very important topic. I don't think it gets much attention, especially in our seniors. And Meredith, uh, this was Mm -hmm. a topic you felt very strongly about, uh, (laughs) including in our in our podcast today. Uh, What 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 made you feel like that? I think mainly because I I do believe there is not enough attention paid to eating disorder disorders for seniors. We look at eating disorders, most people look at them as a teenage to young, young adult um, thing that usually only females go through, and that's not the case at all. It uh, spans all ages, all races, all genders. So I just feel like it's something that we need to discuss and just bring awareness to. Um, Again, it's one of those topics that a lot of people shy away from because they don't want to talk about it. It's hard to talk about, especially if you've had an eating disorder or you have one. Um, It brings a lot of anxiety and stress and emotion in people And a lot of seniors, there's so many topics that are just faux pas. They don't want to discuss them because it's something that, um, I don't know, they they look at it as it's, it's, if we don't talk about it, it's not there. Mm -hmm. Um, When it's prevalent and it's there and it needs to be discussed. So, yeah, I think it was more about trying to kind of bring awareness, have that eating disorder, you know, podcast out there so... It kind of becomes the forefront again of someone's mind um, in the senior community. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you think it's something that mm-hmm. kind of gets swept under the rug? A definitely, lot definitely. With our, our demographic. Yeah, I do, and I think um, the more research I'm doing, I'm finding that eating disorders are becoming more prevalent in older people um, because of a lot of. It's going to sound crazy to me, or some people. It was to me. Um, because of social media. <laughs> mm-hmm. So even in people in their 70s and beyond, they still feel like they need to look a certain way um, because we're starting to see that put in front of us, right? Look at that 85-year-old who could still bench press 50 pounds and mm. looks like this. And, you know, we're seeing these commercials with these older people in them and they don't have a single wrinkle and they're skinny. And um, 
it's just put in front of our faces now at every single age throughout every walk of life. So, um, yeah, I do think it's swept under the rug too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, and that's definitely something that, um, you know, <clears throat> probably is happening to our society and we don't realize it is this right. image first Yes. Image first mm-hmm. uh, type of uh, importance. Exactly. Or, or supposedly importance. Right, right. Um, and you're right. I mean, that does seem to hit every age demographic. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, in, your, in your experiences, when you have worked with your seniors in your classes in the past, has that been a thing? Uh, um, the main thing that I have um, heard, especially coming from females, was... They wanted, they did want to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. They wanted to lose the belly. They wanted to lose the saggy underarm, you know, um, flabby skin, you know, they would say they, they were trying to look a certain way. Um, they'd look at me and as funny as this is to me, because I am not what I want to be, they would say, we want to look like you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. well, I'm 45 years younger than you, first of all, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's just not reasonable, nor is it. Uh, a good thing to do, but we all do it, right? As I just said, I don't look the way I want to look because I look at pictures of other people and say that's the way I want to look. So even seniors who are in their 70s, 80s, and beyond are doing that. And we go through a lot of life changes, of course, from the moment we're born. But as we grow older, I think um, the many, many different life changes that you go through as a senior, as an aging adult... Um, causes a lot of stress and then a lot of that goes to your eating habits and we don't look at it like that so we lose loved ones we have no control of our lives at some points and a lot of times that is when these eating disorders become the forefront of someone it's the only thing you can control what you put in your mouth what you don't put in your mouth what you allow to come back out of your body how much you're eating Um, so that's a big thing with seniors. They just start to control because that's the only control they have control the amount of food they're eating. And a lot of times seniors don't eat enough as it is. And Mm -hmm. then they're eating even less. So, um, that becomes the eating disorder. They're not eating enough and they're trying to just control something, even if it has nothing to do with how they look. But the main thing was lack of eating enough food (laughs) with seniors I've worked with Mm -hmm. and them wanting to look a certain way, males included. I had many men who would come to classes and say, I want to lose weight. I want to lose this belly. I want to, you know, Mm. I want to feel like I did in my twenties. And, um, you know, I guess we all want, but like I constantly say, we have to be happy with where we are now and not look at how we were 20, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because that's just not um, a reality that that can happen. We want to look a certain way. We want to feel a certain way. But we have to be happy with where we are right now. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Do you think that when your experience in, in working with seniors and, and other people of all ages is the desire to look a certain way and, and the correlation to eating disorders, is this something that's some, that stays with someone all their life? Or that's, is it something that they pick up later? Uh, it's one of those things, if you never got control of it when you were younger and you had issues when you were younger, you have it throughout your entire life. It doesn't change. Um, 
So if you're in your teens and you look at food a certain way um, as a controlling mechanism or as a way um, to not necessarily nourish your body, you're using food as the tool to gain weight, lose weight, etc. usually lose weight by not eating any. If you never get any kind of treatment for that, it sticks with you until you die, basically. Um, and you'll always look at food a certain way. And yeah, I think that's the misconception. We think it goes away when you hit your 30s or something. All of a sudden you're like, ah, I'm fine. I don't care. what. I'll eat whatever. And mm-hmm. if it's with you when you're young and you don't get control of it and you don't get help for it, it sticks with you. Mm-hmm. So, and again, I, I, I have a tendency, I think I'm probably talking and saying a lot of more female uh, related things, but this is everyone. This is males, females, everything. So um, I don't mean to just say that. I think I'm looking inward at myself. So I'm using me as more of an example when I talk about a lot of this. Um, and of course, other people I have spoken with and dealt with. But um, yeah, once and research that I've done, once you have an eating disorder of any kind, an eating disorder does not mean just anorexia or bulimia. It does, there's so many <laughs> mm-hmm. types of eating disorders. Um, if you restrict certain foods, that's an eating disorder. If you um, look at food in a controlling way, that's an eating disorder. Um, if you exercise a certain number of hours and can only eat this amount of food because you didn't work out this much, et cetera, et cetera, that's an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have that your entire life if you don't ever get it under control. Um, and it, as we get older, eating disorders are more hurtful for your body. Cause again, you're already usually ingesting less, um, less food because you don't have as much of an appetite. So you're already kind of losing weight as you get older and older, different medications that you're taking, you need to eat certain foods and then we're restricting. So, um, yeah, I just think it needs it needs to be talked about more. Just so seniors know, um, they can still get help, <laughs> mm-hmm. you, no matter what the age is. And if you had something when you were younger, you probably still have it, and you do look at food a different way. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to get treatment and talk to someone about it. Uh, you brought up a really interesting point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned restricting certain foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like there could also be a very close correlation between dieting right. and mm-hmm. eating disorder. Yeah. I mean, there's a gray area there because dieting, you're kind of restricting certain foods. Exactly. Um, <laughs> kind of going into that kind of thing. So, I mean, do you see that close correlation as well? Oh, definitely. Someone might say, oh, I'm dieting. But exactly. Really, but it's... it's- it's an eating disorder. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, people can diet their entire lives, right? I hear that all the time. Oh, I'm on a diet. I'm on a diet. You're always on a diet. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's different when I, I guess, yes, food restriction, um, I guess is not a bad thing. If you're eating a certain way your entire life, you omit, say, white flour and sugar, if you can do that, <laughs> which some people do. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. But when it gets in a mental way in your head that you can't even go out to eat with your friends, that you can't find anything on a menu and you just don't eat, um, that. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. 
we have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. You have no fun with food anymore, really. Um, that's, a, that's a problem. And I think it's it doesn't, you know... Again, food restriction in some people is perfectly okay. And they can control it and they still live happy lives and it's not necessarily an eating disorder. But I think for so many, like you said, the word diet is um, used because we're allowed to say that, right? I'm mm -hmm. on a diet. Yay. You know, everyone would be proud of me when you do that every single day of your life and you cry when you end up eating a piece of cake in the bathroom, you know, and then you get mad at yourself and then... You can't eat that for another month. I can't have another sweet because now look what I did to myself. You know, mm -hmm. there's a problem there. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. not being able to enjoy yeah. certain foods. Exactly. Which means enjoying life. Exactly. <laughs> and knowing that that's part of life is just mm -hmm. that usually food and community and family and togetherness kind of go together or just feeling happy, feeling different good feelings when you eat certain foods. And that's okay, um, that it's not the end of the world, mm -hmm. <laughs> that you're not going to gain 100 pounds from eating one bad meal mm -hmm. or have one bad day of meals or week of meals. <laughs> um, things can be turned around, but I know the mental challenge is the hardest one when it comes to looking at food a certain way, if you've looked at it a certain way your entire life. Mm-hmm. Have you seen correlations mm. between, um, you know, having an eating disorder or denying yourself certain foods to lose weight and over-exercising? Yes. Have you seen that? Even in seniors, yeah. yes. Yeah, they'll, you know, uh, early classes, I would say. Everyone needs to eat before they come to class because I don't want anyone passing out, number one. But you have to have a little fuel in your body before you start working out. And some people would come and do... A 30 minute and then a 45 minute and then another 45 minute and then you could just see that they're exhausted and i'm like to eat no 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 i can't eat i can't eat until mm -hmm. i work out i have mm -hmm. to work out I'm like mm -hmm. you just worked out for an hour and 45 minutes that's not good for your body <laughs> especially as you age we have to be smart about what we're doing um restricting ourselves of nutrition <laughs> is not going to help us in the long run um, it messes up our body more so, and I am the first to to know that. Um, you know, in the short term, oh yeah, you'll lose weight, but then your body starts to go into a mode of now every single thing you're going to put inside of you, I'm going to turn it into fat, because you actually need fat to live. Um, humans need fat. <laughs> That's how we were made as uh 
back in the caveman days, we had to have a little bit of fat in our bodies in order to live, um, to stay warm, to have cushioning, etc., etc. So the body will turn every single thing you put in it into fat. You'll try to just have protein, turns it to fat. You try to have vegetables, turns it to fat. Mm -hmm. And this is a fact who, <laughs> if you don't believe it, it's true. Look it up. It's amazing. And you wonder how all of a sudden was I losing weight and now I'm gaining weight and I'm not eating anything or I'm hardly eating anything or I'm eating only good foods, you know. Your body knows how to work. It knows what it needs. Um, so we just have to remember we have to feed it <laughs> proper nutrition constantly um, and keep it consistent. So stopping is going to hurt it in the long run. So I would see people and say, no, you have to eat, you know, mm -hmm. and that's very difficult to say to, to people who feel like I can't, I can't until I do this many hours of exercise or I've walked this many miles or my Fitbit tells me that I've burned this many calories. I can't eat yet. Mm -hmm. Um, when that's very dangerous for your blood sugar and blood pressure mm -hmm. and everything, your body in general. So mm -hmm. going yeah. to the extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see a lot of extreme cases? Have you seen that? Or I haven't seen major just... extreme cases. No. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, you know, when pe some people that I knew from assisted living, they would, um, not eat as much. So they would skip a lot of meals and then they'd have to, try to replenish with different types of shakes and things like that that were very high calorie high fat because they weren't eating enough and um a lot of that was because some of the people they just they didn't want to eat anymore <laughs> mm -hmm. they got to the point in their life where they were like i don't really want to eat um there was no enjoyment to it and i i've heard that um it's harder to eat, right? You have to wear a bib sometimes when you get older, and um, it's not as easy to hold silverware. Um, sometimes your taste buds change. Nothing tastes good. Mm -hmm. um, consistency is weird, and yeah. Um, so people would just almost say, I'm not eating. Yeah. And of course... <laughs> If you're luckily they were in um, a community that said, nope, you got to eat. So they would give them these um, shakes and, you know, luckily they were still getting enough calories and things like that. But um, yeah, I think that's just because that was their control thing. They mm -hmm. just said, what's the point of eating anymore? I don't have enjoyment through it. And I'm already this many years old, doesn't matter. But, um, and so they would not want to eat until they were forced to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what, what could we do? What, mm -hmm. what, what kind of advice do you have for someone who may be dealing with an eating disorder, struggling with it, struggling with image issues, struggling with, you know, whatever reason that they're dealing with that is causing them to have this, this, this disorder, right? What, what can we do? What would you, um, give? I would say bring awareness to it. Talk to your doctor. Talk to someone. Um, usually when it comes to an eating disorder, of course, there's no magic pill. You have to talk to someone. You have to talk to a therapist and come to the, the realization that you have it first. Mm -hmm. And then why do I have this? There's usually underlying issues. There's something that either happened when you were younger 
or now you're doing it because maybe you lost your best friend or your spouse, your partner, um, all your kids have moved away, you have nothing to do, now you you don't know how to cook for just one or two people, now you, you know, what what is the reason? Um, figuring that out and then talking to, to someone about it. Um, people around, um, everyone, but, you know, we're talking about seniors, be aware, uh, watch food patterns if they're mm-hmm. changing. Mm-hmm. Why are you not eating that meal? Why are you going to the bathroom right after you eat? Um, these are all big triggers that we need to look at. Um, and just, just being aware and knowing that it's not a faux pas. We shouldn't sweep it under the rug. It's something that should be talked about. And, um, because it's just like mental health and emotional things, eating disorders need to be in the forefront because, um, they are very prevalent in all ages, all genders, all races, mm-hmm. and we need to remember that. Is it hard to identify, you know, kind of come to the, the mm-hmm. idea that, oh, I do have an eating disorder? Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, like coming to that, you know, look in the mirror kind of situation. Yeah. Is that difficult? Because, I, I mean, sometimes you may not even know it. Exactly. I think it probably is for a lot of people, unless they, they've been doing this, you know, for years and they they have that mental part of it that they already know. They don't have a good relationship with food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that usually is kind of your first trigger. You're like, okay, I know I've got something going on. But if you haven't ever identified it and you you just kind of are going through life a certain way, um, yeah, I think it might be hard to identify. And it's probably hard to see if someone's been that way um, their entire lives, you don't realize maybe uh, a difference in their behavior if that's what they've been doing all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And I read a story of, um, from a particular place that brought in, it was a rehab center that brought in people of all ages uh, that had eating disorders. And one of them, she was in her 60s. And the kids were like, well, we didn't even, the story was, we never realized she had seven kids. Mom was always super skinny seemed to eat fine, but she went to the bathroom after every single meal. And mm-hmm. the kids didn't see anything wrong with that because she always did it from the time they were born until they realized <laughs> she was bulimic and mm-hmm. she was not getting enough nutrients because she was purging every single meal that she ate until she was in her 60s and one of her kids said, you need help for this. This isn't good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and she went in and was very opposed to it and then eventually she did go through the the rehab and got better. So, um, but can you imagine for um, most of your life having a disorder and trying to change it as we Mm. get older? I think it's going to be harder and harder as we get older, but um, it can be done. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that there is help out there for all ages. It's not a young person's disorder. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We need to get that out of our heads. It's not, um, you know teens and 20-somethings that are trying to look a certain way. There's so much more to it, and it's every age, and there's so much more to it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, this this podcast mm-hmm. is about eating disorders, but it's really mm-hmm. also about you. We want to know mm-hmm. your stories. Right. Um, because, as you mentioned, it's not just, it doesn't just affect one age demographic. This affects all age demographics. It's just not all the demographics get enough exposure and attention about it and information. Exactly. 
Um, so let us know what your stories are. If you've had to deal with eating disorders over the course of your life, how have you overcome that? Are you still struggling with it? We'd like to know. We'd like to hear. Um, hit us up on Facebook or send us an email and uh, tell us your stories, and we can follow up with this episode on maybe some more stories. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, well, thanks for joining us for this great discussion. Uh, we will probably touch base on it again in the future. Such an important topic. And uh, until we do that, don't forget to uh, visit our website, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com, and sign up for that newsletter. Get all of our latest content delivered to you each week. And uh, we hope to hear your stories as well. Yes. So thanks for joining us. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors from fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick me up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.